The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and I preview and predict my personal favorite NFL division, the AFC South. We discussed the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Titans today. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Hello there, Brian. How are you, my friend? I'm well. How are you? Good. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. We're talking about my favorite division today. So uh, i very, very excited uh, to be able to do this one and actually break it, you know, break it down, break it down. I don't know. I'm, I'm Every year I overhype my Colts and every year I end up disappointed. So I, I might have a little change of, uh, I might try to mix it up. Maybe try not to jinx myself this year. I, I don't really know yet. I haven't taken a um, a deep philosophical look at our schedule this year. So we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to be kinder to the Titans and some of the other teams, maybe, maybe a little bit this year. I, I like that. Uh, I I'm feeling good vibes for the Colts, not to leak too much, but I am. Um, it's a very winnable division, right? That's how we're going to put it. Obviously very winnable uh, division. At, at least right now, I think yeah. so. And you're probably going to have to win if you want to see the playoffs. Cause I don't see anybody wild carding from this division. I really don't. It's going to be tight. Uh, not to get us too off subject, but I was listening to yesterday's show. Uh, one of my favorite shows that you've done by yourself, my friend. It was Thank excellent. You. Thank you. Uh, I was very nervous about it. So I, I threw it together in probably legit 15 minutes. Yeah. I was I was ready to do a what if by myself. Yeah. Uh, but I had a few, I had like an hour or two by myself. And I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll, I'll put this together. And uh, I actually sent it to my dad today. Because uh, obviously he doesn't, you know, he's not technical technologically well-versed. So I sent it to him and him and my mom ended up actually listening to the show and he was pretty, he was pretty happy about it. So I appreciate that. Well, and the other thing uh, that came out of it was, so when, when you picked the the Colts, it was 98 ish. Yes. Okay. Are they still in the bills division or are they out of that division? By our they were still there. They, they were there yeah. until uh, 2002. So. Okay. Picked a division rival. Bold man. I know you're not a fan of that. You're not a fan of that. You're mm-hmm. uh, it, it. I'm actually anti not being, but if you're born and raised in Buffalo, I'm the lame guy that says you should be a diehard Bills fan until you die or they move away. <laughs> At least you're Honestly. nice about it. At least you're nice about it. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, if my bills ever get to a point where I can talk a whole lot of junk, oh man, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and I will become a totally different person. If I, if we ever got to a point where we were actually winning things like 20, you have like a Patriots like run where you win all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be bad. 
I wouldn't hate it. Honestly, I wouldn't hate it because it just puts a target on your back. It still wouldn't and, come at you, though. It, it still, I still wouldn't be aiming for you. Be no, I know other you people toward other people. No, I get I, that. I'd be hanging in Andrew's face like, see what you could have had if you would have just <laughs> hung out a few more years. <laughs> see, his Andrew's issue was that it when you're exposed to something so much, you tend to hate it. And when his his story is hilarious, he's it, he, his, he told it when we were on a episode with uh, Chrissy, um, we recorded Sunday. OK, no, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, his his dad had more pictures of Bill's players than him and his brother hanging up on the wall. So I kind of get it. It's a <laughs> yeah. little personal at that point. Well, Chrissy, uh, Chris, my wife is if anyone doesn't know my wife, Chrissy, um, <laughs> says, should I tell Andrew that I've got a gigantic picture of Josh Allen in my kitchen <laughs> that dwarfs all my kids pictures? <laughs> Ah, yeah. Hey, that's, he is. That's what I did. You know what I did with it when you sent oh, yeah. me the, the graphic. So, yeah, he, he has that opportunity I too. I, I sent him a Dan Marino one. So, yeah, he had a well, Dan Marino one made for him. So, I, I, I don't think it's worked on his kids or it did work on his kids. I don't know, but he's got one Giants fan. I know that one Giants fan. I'm not sure about the other one. So, but yeah, that is, uh, that is how it's shaped up. So, I appreciate you listening. Yeah. Um, dads man you never know how they're gonna impact your lives really don't really don't <laughs> it was it was cool because it's like you know he's literally like a friend you know what i mean like one of my best friends always there for me so um but uh but yeah so afc south that is what we're going to be covering today uh jacksonville texans colts titans should be a uh interesting little mix this division is uh quite chaotic always quite chaotic always it gives me headaches um <laughs> how stupid the afc south is sometimes but uh regardless here we are so uh, as we do always we start in inverse order from last year's uh standings we're going to start off with a three and 14 jacksonville jaguars um who gave both our teams some trouble last year um i mean weirdest, obviously weirdest football game of my life I think I was over at your house for that too. No, I was. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Cause I had to go do senior pictures right after at uh, Riverworks. So I, I did, I do remember being there for that. We're just sitting there like, what really? And then I just laughed when they beat the beat on the Colts, but I have a fun little bet with a, uh, with one of my Jacksonville Jaguar friends right now, we're talking about ice bath slash maybe polar plunge. <laughs> um depending on the results of it so it's a little bit better than eating paper towels i will say that you know um which i did a couple years ago but uh but yeah it's uh it's a heated rivalry and yeah i'm willing to do it i'm willing to do it <laughs> I, I i was contemplating in my head which one i i would prefer and i i <laughs> I think the ice probably, bath is probably better. a little bit kinder, but in my instance, you have to find a bathtub big enough for me to fit. <laughs> I can just sit there all legs and be like, Oh, I'm in, you know, my back doesn't have to touch the water and be good to go. So, yeah. but we'll see, we'll see how it turns out. But he, he, he laid it down. He's like, I'm not, I'm, he's like, I'm down to eat tissue, whatever it needs to be. So it should be a fun year. Uh, but these Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off of a, uh, another quick coaching turnaround that uh, they've kind of been accustomed to in, in recent memory uh, lost the, the, how do we describe him? Uh, we'll just call him urban Meyer. We'll just call him urban Meyer. He doesn't get a fun nickname, but uh, 
he's gone. Urban Meyer, one and done. Not even, I wouldn't even give him a one and done. He's like three quarters and done. Yeah. Before they just had enough of his shit and said, get the get out of Jacksonville. That's a big whiff on my part. Here I am sitting in my Michigan shirt. So, like, I know this guy whooped up my team's butt in college constantly. So, I thought he was really good. Apparently, uh, he just likes everyone to think he's really good and lets everyone else do all the heavy lifting. Oh, for sure. That's literally what he does. He just says he shows up, he's got the bravado, and then he yells and kicks people. And <laughs> I know. Who would have thought kicking a kicker would have been the final straw, the straw that broke <laughs> the camel's back? Um, who would have thought about that? I think he is suing too, right? Yeah. Isn't he suing? Is he suing the Jaguars or Urban Meyer? I he's going remember. after. He's going after Urban Meyer. It was Lambeau, right? Josh Lambeau. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Um, yeah. Urban Meyer. What a what a run. What a what a coaching run. But I love. I mean, I guess in in hindsight, retrospectively, I really like that. I, I think everything kind of fell, falls into place for Jacksonville. They have a really great head coach right now. Probably one of my favorite head coaches of all time, in Doug Peterson. Uh, and if anybody's going to bring, in my opinion, if any coach is going to bring this Jacksonville Jaguars team together, it's, it's probably Doug Peterson. You know, we've seen, you know, you and I have, have conversed about that 2017 Philadelphia Eagles team who uh, no superstars won as a team. Um, I know things kind of fell apart here, you know, years after injuries, stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think if anybody can bring this team together, it's probably going to be Doug Peterson. Yeah, I agree. He's got that um, player belief thing going on. He's got everyone believing in themselves. He he brings out the best in players. I like the way he elevates his team, takes teams and takes the, the least talented player and gets in the plays hard out for him. Yeah. And that, that's, that goes a long way in football, man. There's 11 guys on the field. And if you can get, you know, a few superstars, but then a whole bunch of dudes that just work their butts off and care about each other and care about their coach and care about the organization and the community. You get stuff like that. And then you end up having fans eating horse poop on the <laughs> celebrating Super Bowls. But hey, they're still celebrating Super Bowls. They're still celebrating. So, but, but we're not talking Eagles. No, that was last week. This is this week. Um, you know, Jacksonville. Their their off season is mostly known for overpaying a lot of people. I think that's where um, Jacksonville stands. They did shell out a lot of money for free agents, um, overpaid in some instances. That that's that was one of those things where I was like, I was frustrated by the lack of moves by the Colts, but I also was like, okay, they're not overpaying for players. Because that I mean that first wave, first like first week, second week, Jacksonville was all in. They went in on. Uh, Christian Kirk and Brandon Scherf and Zay Jones, for Christ's sake. Um, you know, and that Foya Said Alukum, uh, I think he was a linebacker out of uh, from Atlanta, who's actually not bad, not too shabby as well. So, um, but Jacksonville's strength was probably the draft and, and free agency. Oh, absolutely. It, it's a, it's similar to like I'm trying to think if we already talked about a team like this, I guess maybe to some extent the, the jets, but um, when you start so depleted and then you, you have opportunities, whether it be cap or cap and draft picks or whatever, 
you you can on paper vastly improve your team and impress the heck out of a bunch of you know football watchers like us. Right. But we've seen other teams do this before. We've seen it not actually pay off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this you- feels like might be leaning that way. It's tough because I wanna I wanna give them credit for going out and getting guys that I think Peterson handpicked and said, I need these guys. Yeah. I don't know why they ended up having to pay as much money as they did for them. I really don't. I don't know if they had a brand new guy handling all the negotiations. I don't no, know. It was who's, the, who's the, was it, what the heck is their GM's name? He's been there I for a little know. while. It's like Travis. No. Oh God. I got to figure it out. Travis bulk. I think it is B A A L K Jaguars GM. Yeah. Oh, Trent Bulk. Oh, uh, Bulky. Yeah, bulky. yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of fans of Bulky. They were kind of hope. I don't think there's a lot of fans of him, but um, it's just crazy. It's it, yeah. it was insane. You look at some of these price tags, like you know, Zay Jones getting his career started here in Buffalo, never played, even with the Raiders, he never played like a 10 mil uh, a, a year wide receiver. And again, we're not our, we're not like, oh no, shame on how dare he take that kind of money, bro. Go and get your money. But um, but as a team, from a front office perspective, there's room for other important pieces um, if you navigate this carefully. Yeah, absolutely. I think the last couple of years, Jacksonville has really won. This, you know, has been the April, May, March, April, May uh, Super Bowl offseason champions. Like that's <laughs> that's where their biggest strength is. They get like, oh shoot, you know, all this, uh, all, so much you know, optimism and stuff after all the money, money that they spend, mm-hmm. uh, if you have high expectations for them. And, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the times it ends in disappointment. And like, man, I was a big fan of that 2017 Jags team that went all the way to the AFC championship game. Just everything hit right. Their offense, their defense, everything. And it's crazy how much it's changed. I don't think there's a single player on that squad that's um, uh, from those teams that are still on there, at least none of the cornerstone pieces. No, definitely not. No. I think um, they paired like what they had holes on on offense and defense. I think they did a really good job of hammering that home in the draft. They did good, very good. Yeah. No. Trevon went- Walker was their pick uh, in the first round. And was that fourth overall? He went third overall, third overall. No, that was first overall. Remember, they had the first overall pick. Oh, they had the first overall pick. That's right. Because yeah, there was the debate. I kept having Trayvon them going Walker third. and Hutchinson. Yeah, um, Aiden Hutchinson. So well, Hutchinson went to the place he was meant to go, anyways. Yes, oh, 100 percent. And then yeah, they also they got Devin Lloyd also in the first round, which was really really good. Um, I thought they had a again. Like you said, I, I couldn't agree more. They had a solid draft. They addressed what they needed. Yeah. They have offensive pieces. They spent money on the offense and free agency and, and trades and whatnot. And then they went and built up the defense uh, to the draft. And that's like for Jacksonville's sake, bring back Saxonville. Like get that up to snuff again. That defense was really like when it wanted to be, it played really, really good. I think both of our as fans of our respective teams, we've seen that firsthand last year. Um, how good that defense can be. And, oh, my God, the young talent that they brought in this year, it's its its even scarier. So um, good on Jacksonville. I think, again, defensively, they've, they've had a pretty good offseason 
offensively, uh, it remains to be seen. It certainly remains to be seen. He's the the kid that's under center has got all the talent in the world. Yeah. I don't know why he looked as bad as he did sometimes last year because I honestly could not have envisioned it being that ugly because, like, what he was doing and what Zach Wilson were doing were far too similar for me to like. I did not enjoy that whatsoever. Uh, at times, Justin Fields, uh, you know, pulled himself out of that stretch of bad play, just as bad as the they were doing in Jacksonville and whatnot. But Davis Mills and um, well, Davis Mills that he doesn't count, does he? This is his second year. This is his second year. He was a rookie okay. last year. That's so. true. I guess he does count. <laughs> Um, on oh, that yeah. kid, that kid in New England, whatever his name is, Milk Big Jones. Hey, they said I just seen an article today that they said that they uh they coddled that they protected him a bunch, so this year he's gonna be unleashed. That's watch it. out, watch it. Popcorn, popcorn arm is unleashed. Watch out. I love me some Mac Jones. I gotta get him a jersey. Hip. Good. Anyways, do it. Um, do it. <laughs> by five, by five. <laughs> All right, so let's run through Jacksonville's schedule um, and make our – unless there's anything else you wanted to add, first and foremost. All right, let's just make our preview of predictions. Um, currently, out of the gate, from what we've picked the previous two weeks, uh, we both have Jacksonville off to a one-and-four start. And so, um, But we're going to still run through it every, every week. So week one, they're at Washington, and we both picked losses for there. Week two – They are hosting Indianapolis. My mind says one thing. My heart says the other. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what to do. I feel like that this is like, I got to be like a, a real, like I feel like we have the team to beat them in Jacksonville. But I've also thought that the last eight years too. <sighs> So I'm going to give the Jaguars a win in week two. I can't, I can't be that guy anymore. I can't be, uh, I can't be cocky Matt Johnson uh, when it comes to the Colts. I can't be until yeah. otherwise, until proven otherwise, can't do it. And it's hard for me because Matt Ryan is four and zero against the Jaguars, but Jacksonville just owns the Colts in 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 uh, in Florida. So I, I I am a believer in that now that you don't go into uh, Jacksonville as the Indianapolis Colts and walk out with a W. Nope. Just don't, you don't, it doesn't get to happen. Especially when the playoffs are on the line, <laughs> you know? How'd you guys get in when you played the Bills? Did you have to win? Did you win in Jacksonville then? No, you must not have. It was at home. Eight. It was at home. They lost to Jacksonville week one. They gave them. Oh, that's right. They're they only were up, win. They were up 21-7. Marlon Mack tore his ACL. Jacksonville came back. Gardner Minshew posted like, you know, I think he only, he almost had a perfect passer rating. He might've hit it. I think he only missed like one pass. It was disgusting. And he just chewed up the Colts defense and, uh, and gave him their only win at 2020. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. If I'm a betting man, I'd be betting with you and saying, yeah, it, the, the Colts uh, won't, be able to win but uh they should so put me down for a uh jacksonville loss bless your soul week three at the los angeles chargers i'm gonna go a loss here 
It could be one of those stupid ones that the Chargers kind of blow, but I don't I don't think so this year. Too early in the year for for um San Diego to have San Diego, Los Angeles to have the nerves, which I feel they get from like down the stretch. They just yeah. they don't they don't have it. Uh so let's let's give the a hot a hot charger start is what I'm thinking is happening. All right. Uh week four at Philadelphia. We have losses. Uh both have losses for Jacksonville. Week five, hosting the Houston Texans. Um, last year, I think Houston beat them week one, I think, in Jacksonville. I'm going to ha- I'm probably going to have them split this year. I'm going to go a win here for Jacksonville. Um, yeah, in, in, yeah, yeah, I think it was week one, and Houston was number one in the AFC South for after week one. <laughs> and then looked uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want a Jacksonville win here. Jacksonville win. This is the first win for them from me. Sorry. It is. Yes. Um, week six at Indianapolis. Indy's getting their win back. And if Indy's going to be a, con- a consistent player in the playoffs here, which I'm hoping they rebound to be, this needs to be another win. Need to stack some division wins, Colts. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, week eight, hosting the Denver Broncos. It scared them. <laughs> I don't know why I'm debating this in my head. I, I can't do it. I no. want to, but you know I can't. I know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Do they have? Oh my god, they have three AFC West matchups back to back to back. <laughs> it's Denver, Vegas. And then at KC before the bye, um, week nine at uh, hosting the Raiders. I'm going to go a loss here. So you marked me down for a loss for the last one, right? Yes, I did. Yep. Okay. Of the three, if they're going to win one of them, it's the Broncos game. I feel they're more they're they're closer in talent to them. Although that defense is, I got to look back into their defense. That defense is pretty good. Jacksonville? No, uh, Denver. Oh, oh, Denver? Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to get into them because of the, the smack we've kind of talked on them this offseason so far. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of hype. We'll see where it goes. Jacksonville can't lose three straight, so let's give them a win here. A win over so, the Raiders. Yeah, here's a wacky win. The Raiders are the better team, but I don't know, man. Interesting. Week 10 at Kansas City. I kind of like your philosophy here and applying it to here. Yeah. Because I don't know what Casey is this year. Crazy, crazy, crazy how much losing Tyree kills meant. Um, I'll play it. I, I don't know if I can go that drastic just yet. I'll go a loss here. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just keeping in mind where I think these teams are stacking up, and I still think there's a very good chance I'll end up picking the Chiefs to win that division. Yeah. So where would these other teams in that division stumble along the way? And that would be the Broncos losing to the Jaguars, the Raiders losing to the Jaguars, like teams that we consider lesser than. So, right. That, that I don't, I don't see a way that Trevor Lawrence can hang with Patrick Mahomes here. Cause I do think he's much more than just Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill is still awesome. So we'll see. 
Yeah, we've seen we've seen Mahomes do well with others too. So it's it's tricky. Yeah. Um week eleven, they have a bye. Week twelve, they are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Um I'm gonna go a loss here. I do think the Ravens are very good this year. And I think there's a chip on the shoulder for Lamar. A lot of injuries last year. We're pretty deep into the season now, though. We're week 12. Maybe there's injuries again. Let's pick a weird one, another weird one, and have Jacksonville pull this off somehow. Okay. Very good. Week 13 at Detroit. At Detroit. Mm, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm going to go a loss. I have a little bit more faith in Detroit's team coaching yeah. where they're at than I do Jacksonville right now. And I could be completely wrong. You know, this team could go, you know, win eight, nine games potentially. Hey, but we, you, everyone remembers what we, what we picked the Raiders to be last year. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm, I'm the opposite of you, my friend. I think, I think they, uh, I think they go into Detroit and they're, they're feeling themselves here down the stretch. Okay. Uh, week 14 at Tennessee. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them a win here. Nice. What, what uh, makes you feel different this year from last year? They gave, they gave, I think they actually might have, did they beat Tennessee? They beat. They won three games last year. Maybe it was, it was Houston, Indian, and and Buffalo. Bills. Yeah, but they, I think they were pretty close in one of them. I don't know. I'm down on Tennessee. I really am. It, yeah, down to some extent. But I feel like it's one of those stupid ones where, you know, Tennessee loses at home and then they play each other again week 18 to get their win back where they need to. You know, when they're trying to get into the postseason, trying to win the division, something along the lines of that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go a win here for Jacksonville. I think they win and, and they look like clearly the team that is playing better. Yeah. All right. I'm hoping Lawrence outshines Tannehill by quite a bit in this game. Yeah. Or else hit, they have a problem. Yeah, that it'll be a big, big old bust. And that draft class looks worse and worse. It'll look worse and worse. Every chance. Um, all right. So we have the next two games already picked out. Week 15 hosting Dallas. We have losses across the board. And then week 16 at the Jets. We have losses across the board. Week 17 at Houston. I'm going to have them split the series. I got a loss here for Jacksonville. Was I the same as you last time? You were, yes. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, I see splitting. Okay. Man, their season for I gave them a little bit of hope there. We're in week 12, 13. And then right I mean, now. there's some I mean, you you I think you picked them a little bit more than I did, but yeah, I did. There's some 50-50 games here, you know. And, and honestly, like I know Indy's track record in Jacksonville is what it is, but you know, it's not really a guarantee. Indy's better, probably better on paper, but just something happens down there all the time. So uh week 18. Hosting Tennessee to close out the season. I think Tennessee gets their win back. Yeah, let's, let's give them the sweep to close out with a Ooh. meaningless win. All right. That would be 
Phenomenal. All right. Uh, you have them at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and 10. So a vast okay. improvement uh, for Jacksonville in 2022. I am at four and 13. So <laughs> one more win. Hey, one more win. They're on yeah. track. They're on track. Still not a great start for Peterson. Not a great start. <laughs> No, they're really going to have to just upset a lot of teams. I mean, that's what it's going to be. They're probably not going to be the favorites in, in a lot of those early games unless something crazy happens. It's just it's a tough schedule. It's a tough yeah. schedule. So that quarterback weight, man, he's it if he's if he ever gets close to superstar, that's when everything will be flipped on its head. Oh, for sure. That's that's literally what it all comes down to because he was terrible. I know people who were overdrafted the shit out of him last year in fantasy football. And I mean, by a lot, like fourth round, like as high as that, the yeah. QB one, and they ended up, you know, falling on their face. So not great, not great. Uh, but next up, we are discussing the Houston Texans who finished four and 13 in 2021. Um, yeah, I Houston, uh, I hated that they fired David Cauley. I really, truly did. Um, you know, it, it bothered me a lot because here's a guy who probably overachieved with that roster that he had. I know it was only four wins, but he definitely overachieved. And with everything going on, you know, he got the same amount of wins with, you know, a fourth round draft pick in Davis Mills that, the previous regime, the interim head coach, Romeo Cornell, who just retired this past year, um, you know, he, he got with Deshaun Watson and company. Same amount of wins. So yeah. I was not a very big fan of that. They did replace him with Lovey Smith. I know, Brian, you are not a big fan of Lovey Smith. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know what to make of Lovey Smith. I know he did wonders with that Bears team back in the day. You know, helping him overachieve, helping Rex Grossman overachieve. Now that defense was great. Um, and make, you know, making a Super Bowl, but um, I just, I, I don't see visionary in Lovey Smith. I feel like it's transitional, um, you know, type thing. I, again, I know he's been a head coach before, but, you know, there's some head coaching hires that come with a lot of steam, a lot of um, optimism. And I don't know as a Houston Texans fan, if Lovey Smith is that guy. No, it. Super Bowl and everything included, I don't care. It, I, I would love to talk to a Texans fan and be like, would you have been more excited to see Davis Mills with David Culley as his head coach in year two with more talent and whatnot? Or would you like to bring now in a defensive-minded coach who hasn't coached in the NFL as a head coach in a decade almost? Um, Probably at least, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he went off to be the coach of Illinois, and he was terrible. He didn't. He didn't. Did it, the program improved the least amount that I've ever seen from someone that had a big name? Right. Um. So it, yeah, he doesn't bring that kind of like. Oh, we got this guy's in of it. It's like like the McDaniel's goes to Miami, and they think they already won the Super Bowl just from that dude showing up. I mean, Tyreek Hill helps, but seriously, like when that guy got there and he did his press conference, they they left the watching that press conference of that coach like. Hell yeah, dude. Let's go. Oh, yeah. The, he sold you on what his philosophy was, and there was a lot of hype behind it. You know, first time head coach, exciting offense. But yeah, with Lovey, there was almost nothing. And I think at no. one point we even forgot he got hired. 
Like we, for, I think we were talking last, like earlier this year, a couple months ago, we legit forgot who the head coach of the Houston Texans was. Yeah. So, yeah, not, uh, you know, not great there, but uh, as far as law, like I was looking through their, their team and some of the roster shakeups and such, and they didn't really lose a whole lot. Like, I, I don't think that they, they, they lost a whole lot roster wise. The only one I can I can't remember for sure if he's still there, but I think David Johnson's a free agent. <laughs> like I'm trying to like let me take a look at, at where he stands. Um, let's see. Now he's still t- he's still with them. He's still with them, from what I understand. No, he's a free agent. He is a free agent. Uh, and that's the dude who they traded. <laughs> That's the dude who they traded DeAndre Hopkins for. So he's right. a free agent now. Right. Um, you know, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been. It's been a long time since David Johnson has been that guy, but he's probably their biggest loss from last year's roster to this year. Uh, and you know what? They had a very quiet offseason, too. They had a very quiet offseason, too. We know what their plan is. They're they're probably a year away from actually getting to have the team that they want on the field. Contract stuff. They just got too greedy, a little greasy. Honestly, all their big ads, I think, this year on the roster were from their draft. And I thought they did oh. a pretty damn good job. I, um, I was just yeah. I was just roster baiting over it real quick. It's good, right? It's real good. And in a fantasy draft scenario, I mean, yeah, this is as good as you can do for a rookie class. This is pretty fantastic. Yeah, not too shabby at all. Uh, their first pick, which we discussed, you know, doing mock drafts and stuff, it's whoever they want. They wanted best player available, and Derek Stingley out of uh, LSU, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, their, cor- their their cornerback was their first pick, and uh, they got an offensive guard and Kenyon Green, mm-hmm. um, and then John Mechie which is uh, pretty solid too. And there were some other, you know, pretty nice grabs. I know Mechie was kind of up there with uh, within the wide receivers. Yeah, so Mechie was... would have gone a little higher probably if he didn't have a torn ACL. Right. So it was one of those, one of those big time signings. They got Brandon cooks back. They paid him some uh, quite a bit of money and they're in on Davis mills, which I think you and I are very, very happy about. Yeah, man. I, we love, we actually, you and I are, are big Davis mills stands relatively big Davis Mills stands. And we think that if this team can build around him, you might've gotten a diamond in the rough, possibly. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of good from him this past, you know, this last year, whether I know some people just look at the, at the team record and associate it automatically with the quarterback. But, you know, again, Davis Mills got them to a point where they won the same amount of games that they did with Deshaun Watson. Like I can't reiterate that enough. Davis Mills did that. I would love to do some film study on Davis Mills after after we get through all these predictions, when we get back to the film room, I would yeah. love to take a look at Davis Mills and some of his strengths. I think he's, I think he's a lot more talented than people want to give him credit for. Oh, absolutely, he he can hit those post corner routes uh, against the cover twos, the cover threes, where you, where it's an over under throw, where you got to go over coverage but under coverage, you got to drop it into that window. He was doing that stuff last year, and I was like, oh boy. This this boy been slept on. Yeah, he, he I think he took the Patriots. I, I mean, not that it was a, you know, the, the elite Patriots squads in the past, but he took them to the limit. I think at one point almost had him, you know, almost had him beat. Yeah, and uh, so they got well, I, 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 rookie quarterbacks don't do well against that de- defense. Typically. That's typically they're not supposed to. And yeah, yeah, he, uh, he did pretty dang well in in some of his losses. 
and you know all their wins. Well, actually, I think well, Tarad was their first, was their QB one, right? In their first win. And then I think he got hurt or he got hurt yeah. mid game. Yeah. And they're like, ah, Davis Mills season. So um let's see. But that's kind of all I have for the Houston Texans and, and everything that they've done this year. Overall, not expecting a whole lot, just trying to get through the season. Um with and be back in the green as far as their salary cap situation goes. And then I think after this year, they're pretty much all cleared out. I think they're they're good to go. They can start putting this team in the right direction. Yep. So um let's kick it off. Let's kick it off here with the Houston Texans 2022 NFL schedule. Week one, they host the Indianapolis Colts. Another fun stipulation here for my Colts. The Colts have not won in week one since 2014. Uh, but I think that time has come. I, I If this Colts team loses to the Houston Texans, I'm a, I might just pull a plunge in September. <laughs> just get it over with. I might, I might you, just hold you, my you breath. Going to, you going to the, the upper part of Canada? Where are you going for this pull or plunge in I'll September? Figure, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Right. I'll take an ice bath. I, I just... Oh, there you Bro, go. and just does not come back up. If they lose the te- if they lose the Texans in week one, yeah, Brian, I'm giving the show to you and Andrew. You can just have okay. it. You just have it. All right. You just all carry right. on my legacy. If they lose the Texans, I might eat a paper towel if they lose to start off, and then if it just gets exponentially worse. <laughs> Two paper towels. <laughs> um, the good stuff too. This is at home, right? For, for the Texans. For the Texans. Oh, for the Texans. Man, it's not as easy as. Can I just say right now that I I, I like their receiving core a little bit better than yours? Hey, no shame in that. You know I'm not like a home like a homer. I know you you're know. not. You guys can you guys can totally insult insult the Indianapolis Colts, and it's just like ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, no, nah, it's Lovey Smith. I'll I'll go with the Colts. All right, cool. Uh, week two at Denver. Loss. Yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> that's a loss. That defense against that offense is not ideal. Week three at Chicago. Lovey Smith revenge game. The highlight of week three across all of the National Football League. Lovey Smith revenge game. The team that shit canned him about 15, 16 years ago. He's coming back with the mighty Houston Texans for revenge. And he's going to be holding this L. Wait. (laughs) I thought the Bears are your whipping boys. I can't have them lose all the time. Yeah, that's true. But I can. Win for the Texans. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Week five at Jacksonville. We both selected losses. It's going to be a tough start. Week six, they got a bye. Week seven at the Raiders. Um, No. I wish I liked their defense a little bit better. Because if I did, I could say, sure, be a little scrappy. Because I don't think the Raiders defense is all that scary. Yeah, they made some moves. Yeah, but it's still just, I don't know, until I see it in live action right now on paper. Chandler just, Jones, they got Rocky Sin after, you know. Oh, but we know Rock. He's Yeah, he got better, though. 
He's he's a glitch, man. He one game goes crazy, the next game disappears. <laughs> that's why that's why he plays. Yeah, love him though. I watch him uh, single handedly beat the UB Bulls when he was playing for Temple. Uh, this loss is uh gonna be closer than the Raiders would want, and maybe an indication to the Raiders that your playoff hopes are uh, hanging by a thread sometimes this season. I think. <laughs> Yeah, no, most certainly. Um, oh, this is gonna be tough, man. Week eight hosting Tennessee. I'm gonna go a loss. Gotta defend the turf. But I don't think they can beat the Titans. Titans still a pretty good team. It's not good. Just so you know, we have three losses coming up <laughs> the next three weeks after this. So it's okay. Lovey Smith might be one and done too. Yeah. Yeah. You had to get Al here for uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Texans yeah. and Tennessee. Yeah. Forestry uh, sounds great. <laughs> well, now we're at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight. Um, well, we will be week nine. They are hosting Philadelphia. Week 10 at the Giants. Week 11 hosting uh, Washington. All losses there. Uh, week 12 at Miami. That Washington game could be a 50-50 game. <laughs> well, uh, once again, if the Texans defense was something I actually thought was halfway decent. But. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. I'm just looking back at the Miami game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's exactly as I thought. Um, more losses. Week 13 hosting Cleveland. Houston Texans revenge game. Uh, yes, I'm gonna go win for the win for the Texans. I'm with you on this one. I like it. I thought about it after doing yesterday's episode. How much I hate the Browns <laughs> and their fans right now. I said we're not in a good spot. Like we just brought back old wounds of that old like 60 year old lady running with her titties out, telling me that her team sucked, and I just can't. And the homeless guy telling me to. to I can't do it. I hope the Texans clap them cheeks. So I'm going to go win for Cleveland. Clap those tatas. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> it was gross. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Boobs are boobs, but Jesus Christ, that was not cool. Uh, week 14 at Dallas. We already picked out that one. That is some losses. Um, week 15, hosting Kansas City. Loss. No, this this is this, this is entering the Chiefs are playing like the best team, one of the best teams in the nation time of the years. They always right around week 15, week 14. It's just like, okay, yeah, gonna have to try and figure out how to beat the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, sorry, Texans, you can't you can't beat them. No, sorry. No. Uh, Mahomes could play with left-handed the whole game and win. Oh, for sure, for sure. Or is he left-handed? No, he's. I don't think he's, he's a ready. Two is the only left-handed quarterback in the NFL right now. Hmm, uh, Tennessee, week sixteen. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think there's a split the series justification here. I I don't think so. I think Tennessee sweeps them. Loss. Yeah, you would you would think that Tennessee is is 
hopefully playing their best ball of the year because I mean it's it's crunch time. So yeah. I think I think those two teams will be battling down right down to the stretch for the last their their playoff spot. So I have some nice things to say about the Titans this year. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm saying they'll take a step back, but it's not in a way that you you can just it's, write them off. Right. It's not going to be as dramatic as we all think. Mm-mm. Um. So Maybe lot, two losses difference. A loss there. Uh, week seventeen, hosting Jacksonville. I believe we both gave Houston a win here. And then week 18 at Indianapolis loss. I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. I have them at two and 15. I wanted you to, to hang on it. <laughs> I was like, are you just gonna, I, yeah. I, I thought you were going to have like a deep philosophical answer for me. No. All right. So you have them going back one game, three and 14. Uh, I am at two and 15, probably the number one, one of the earliest picks. And I love it, dude. uh, Perfect. Perfect. David, here's, here's a perfect scenario for them this year. Davis Mills plays well enough that there's almost no denying that you can go ahead with him for another year, at least. And you can bring in another person, right? It's hard to believe that if you're going two and 15 or three and 14, but I mean, it could kind of happen, especially if he misses a few games in there or something like that. So let's say that. Let's say like, okay, we'll, we're going to roll with Davis Mills. So then they don't go after the quarterback first in the draft, and they can go get one of the most dominant defensive ends that's coming out this year that has been rumored to come out in a couple of years, and that's including the last few draft classes. Like since Chase Young, like right. this, 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 this next dude is exactly what the Texans need. No, for sure. I think, like I said, I think in a, in a year we can definitely consider them to be one of the top ones. But you know, to Houston Texans fans, like I hope, I hope it. It's kind of weird because a couple of years ago, y'all owned everybody. It's just wild how quick things change. Bill O'Brien really, really messed up the Texans. I feel yeah. for him. and the owner, and the owner. Yes, it's not up for much of a discussion either. That's that's a fact. Um. All right, so that's it for Houston. We're moving on to my favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts, who finished nine and eight last year, and with ninety uh, percent chance to make the postseason in the last two weeks of the year. <laughs> Jesus. They choked it away. They Is that what they away. did? Oh, I wasn't sure what you were going for there. With, with the double fist clench over your I, yeah. Adam's apple. Brother, yeah. it was bad. It was embarrassing. And everything that I said last year throughout the season about the way that they were playing, about the way that they were winning games, about the way that they were losing games, it all came to fruition at the end. I feel vindicated. I know I know, I know. I predicted good things for my Colts last year around this time. But as the season unfolded, Carson Wentz started playing like a bum and everything else that really trans just away, just everything. Coach Reich with his, oh, could have climbed the mountain, you know, and, and his Bible verses and shit didn't get the job done. 
pissed me off, but it was, I felt I felt vindicated. And I, mean, I apologize for those who are religious, but it just gets old. It gets old. You can only take so many of these motivational speeches before you got to, you know, be a hard ass. You think Sean McDermott is like Sean McDermott is a motivational hard ass. Like he comes off like that to me. Yeah. But a and, very religious fellow in his own right. He but, is. Yeah. He is. I don't, maybe not in the same way that Reich's got this old gosh, golly, you know, kind of attitude, like yep. a, like a, like a, uh, leave it to beaver or something or Andy Griffith show. Like that's, that's where Frank Rice seems like he comes from. He would have been like the high school coach on leave it to beaver. All right. And I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as like, I hate coach Frank Reich. I think he's a great, tremendous person. He waved to me when I met him at the airport, great offensive coordinator and people were like, Oh, but he's still winning games and stuff. You know, uh, he's still putting up winning seasons despite the quarterback carousel and all that. I'm like, yeah, that's, I guess, but it was his carousel though. That's his carousel. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's his guy. He was in the room when they talked about trading for once. He wanted it. He, the rumors are according to a guy I follow on it, it on Twitter, which is not really saying a whole lot, but he did have a Colts insider for a little while until that Colts insider insider went, I think he went to Chicago but that the Colts did push out Philip Rivers for Car- so they can go get Carson Wentz. That's the rumor. I, I can I, I can't confirm it, but that's the sound of it. They said, "Hey Phil, just retire. We're gonna go trade for Carson Wentz." And it just never felt right. It never it not one bit felt right. I wanted it to, and there were some really good moments. The highs were high, but the lows were real low. And it just never felt right with Carson Wentz as quarterback one. Like I was never like, all right, I'm cool with this. I was fine. Like it was so weird. I mean, obviously I accepted Phillip Rivers easily. My favorite player of all time, even Jacoby Brissett, I was behind until he started kind of sucking. So, um, but that was, you know, he had an injury and such, but it just never felt right with Carson. Never felt right ever. Um, Especially when he gets hurt, when he gets hurt, like in training camp, making a, dope throw breaks a bone in his foot oh jesus christ i was so happy when they traded him so happy um but the team has seen a lot of uh, a lot of change this cold squad has seen a lot of change obviously carson shipped to uh the washington commanders for um and it was great trade by the way on chris ballard's part uh i think a third in a conditional second and Washington took his entire salary, which was awesome. Uh, Jack Doyle retired as of right now, this current point in time. T.Y. Hilton is not signed back with the team. I don't know what the situation is, if he's going to come back. I know the Colts want to go in a younger direction. T.Y.'s health has been a bit of a concern, um, you know, over the last couple of years. I wouldn't hate seeing T.Y. back, especially with the way the wide receiver room is looking at this current point in time. Uh, Rocky Sin, as, as mentioned, was traded to, uh, Las Vegas. And then just last week, uh, defensive back Kyrie Willis, uh, retired after two seasons, uh, to go and, you know, uh, pursue a career. He wanted to go preach, be a minister. So, um, you know, kudos to him, found out relatively early what he wants to do in life. And that's what he's going to do. As far as ads go, Matt Ryan, so excited for Matty ice. Um, people have doubted. I feel like I'm at the same point where I was, where, when Philip Rivers came over, that there's a lot to prove, and I think he can be 
the guy to prove it. He's still on the young side, kind of on the young side. He's he's not like over the hill, like old, but he's still he's still he's still got it. Especially all things considered, with with the way you know everything's transpired with Atlanta over the last couple of years, I'm sure we're going to be discussing and debating uh, Matt Ryan quite a bit throughout the year leading up. But excited for that cornerback Stephon Gilmore, Gilly Lock is now a Colt. Uh, Unique Ngakwe, defensive end, that he was a part of the Rocky Sin trade with the uh, with the Raiders, and then um, Alec Pierce, their uh, their first overall draft pick in the second round, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. And uh, I'm really, really excited to see what uh, what he ends up doing because they're he's he's pretty highly touted as of right now. I I got a good comp for him, and one I think you'll like. He's kind of like Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd. Mm-hmm. Who's Taj Boyd? Wide receiver from the Bengals. You mean Tyler Boyd? I meant Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Taj Boyd is a guy. There, there was a football player named Taj Boyd. I was like, "What?" I like Tyler, Tyler Boyd. I'm fine with that. He was the player of the day today. Yeah, yeah, from all them years ago. Play of the day. I mean, yesterday. Totally yesterday. I mean, Tyler Boyd, Taj Boyd. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. that's it. No more football and player names. <laughs> I can't keep any more in my head. <laughs> but you know, there, there's definitely some optimism for me this year with with Indianapolis and. It's just crazy how much the the team looks a lot different this year than it did last year. And I hope, I hope it's for the better. Um, do you have anything to add before we get into their, their picks? I don't think I have to talk. I don't think I really have much more to say without ranting. Taj Boyd is an American football coach and former quarterback. He was a quarterback. Oh yeah. From, from Clemson. That's right. Taj Boyd. He knew that. Yeah. I just had to redeem myself. That's all right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, all right. No, let's you, make, oh, sorry, no, let's, let, no, let's get into your Colts because uh, we've been talking a lot about what we think Matt Ryan can or can't do. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm elated. I'm elated and, to see. So, and by we, I mean a lot of you on the Facebook page. Thanks for commenting and engaging. But man, that got crazy. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah! They the, took it. They they hate Matt Ryan. They, people hate Matt Ryan. They legit act like he played defense in that Super Bowl. <laughs> they thought they thought that Matt Ryan was playing running back. They thought he was playing offensive line. They thought he was playing wide receiver. They thought he was playing defensive line. They thought he was playing linebacker. Well, he clearly made that third down call and fourth down call that set up the the game getting away from them. They're like, you know what, Matt Ryan, you gave up that pass. You played you played defensive back too, you piece of shit. <laughs> like I, I don't my God. The Matt Ryan hate is unbelievable. But if you look at everything he's accomplished with it, with I mean, that Atlanta Falcons team, that offense was way so good. So good. But that defense had no business playing in a Super Bowl. Absolutely no business being in a Super Bowl. But um, but yeah, excited for Matt Ryan. Gonna see him a couple times this year live. So let's uh so, yeah, so let's go through this 2022 Indianapolis Colts schedule. So week one, week one, they are at Houston. I believe we both called a win here for the Colts. Uh, week two at Jacksonville. 
a loss and a win. Gotcha, fam. Got me. Thank you. Week three hosting Kansas City. Home opener. And I think they can do it. I think they can do it. Gilmore helps. Defense helps. Smart quarterback play. And based on the last time that these two teams played, QB and running back are a lot better. Oh, yeah. You should be able to run the ball on them. For sure. If, like I said, I know things change. It's it's a year-to-year, you know, week-to-week kind of league. Yeah. But if the Colts beat that KC team with Jacoby Brissett and Marlon Mack, bro, Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor should have a field day. Just saying. And Frank Wright's, you know, kind of off that Andy Reid tree because Doug Doug Peterson's off the Andy Reid tree and he's off the Doug Peterson tree. So, right. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Frank, Frank Reich's he's when man, so some of his masterful game calling is like, it's, it's really cool to see it unfold, but a lot of times he just, he kind of outcoaches himself, but you can, it's easy to do. It is. Yeah. I'm going to go win for the Colts. I'm with you, dude. I like it. I, I like the way they match up with them. They got to play good. Like, you know what I mean? You can't, you probably can't let off the pedal too much in this game. No, no, you cannot. Uh, week four, hosting Tennessee. I'm going to go a win here. Win at home. It's so weird, though. The Colts always, not always, but last year the Titans swept them, but always seem to beat Tennessee in Tennessee. And the Titans kind of always have their number in Indy. At least yeah. the last couple of years, it's been that way. I was thinking about flipping the homes and, and this will be a loss for the Colts. All right. All right. Week five at Denver. Hmm. It's tough. This is tough. This is tough. Yep. Yep. I don't know if Denver wows me. No, I can't be that guy. I might be the only one who thinks Russ can be overrated at times. Like one of the few people that they kind of look at his numbers and, but I know he had a fail, a really bad team around him. Oh man. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go a win here over Denver. I think they can win. It's in Denver. Yes, that's correct. All right. It's a loss, but they're going to make up for it. All right. Week six, uh, hosting Jacksonville. I think they get their win back. I'm with you. And you you had a sweep. Um, Week seven at Tennessee, I'll give that one to Tennessee. Just being fair. Just being fair. And then you're going to give a win here for the Colts. Yep. Uh, week eight hosting Washington. I gave Washington the edge in the revenge game, and I think you gave the Colts a win. Yeah. So I like to look at that. Week nine at New England. We both picked wins for the Colts. Week 10 at Las Vegas. That offense is scary, scary good right now on paper. There's been a fun little stat the last couple of years, and I know it again, week to week, league, year to year. 
Um, but the last three or four meetings between the Colts and Raiders, the visiting team has always won. Hmm. But wonder what that means. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how much it means here. I, I probably have a lot more confidence in the Raiders in this game. Roster-wise, offensive, you know, offense to offense. Um, I probably have a little bit more confidence in the Raiders. So I'm going to go a loss here for the Colts. This will be a good win. They'll get this one, and it'll be a good win. All right. Uh, week 11, hosting Philadelphia. We both have wins here. Week 12, hosting Pittsburgh. Colts have not beaten Pittsburgh since 2008. Been a long time. But uh, I think roster, roster, I'm going to give a win to the Colts here. I think that streak ends. There's, there's There's a chance that Matt Ryan can end a lot of, like, losing streaks. Week one, you know, Colts not winning in in, in Houston the Jacksonville and Jacksonville, the Pittsburgh, you know, streak. So there's, a, there's some cool opportunities here. Mm-hmm. I got a Colts win. All right. Week 13 at Dallas. I have a win. You have a loss. They have a bye week 14. Week 15 at Minnesota. I think they can win. Yeah, I like a win here. Week 16, hosting the Chargers. This is uh, one of the two games that I'm going to be going to. Take my brother. We got we got our front row tickets last week. Um, fun fact, the Colts have never lost. Well, I've watched them in Indianapolis. And then my brother's never seen the Chargers loss. So... They got that going for us, but I'm going to pick a Chargers win. Well, one of those has one of those streaks is going to come to an end. One of them. I mean, I hope. I mean, we're sitting behind the Chargers, so for my brother's sake, I'm okay with taking an L. But that would be really, really cool if we got a win. He'd be so pissed. It'll be the longest two days after. He'd be. Yeah, I don't. Oh, none of you are going to be like. Can you both be happy if one of you is not happy? No, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'd be okay with it. I mean, I hate to try it. It's, there's a lot of pressure going on right now. There's a lot of pressure with this game. It's either- <laughs> I actually think I actually think you guys are more go with the flow, easy going right now with, with the Colts. Like, I think the pressure's on the Chargers. Like I've said, I think Staley's got a lot of pressure on him. You did Chris, say that. Herbert's got a lot of pressure on him. Like, all right, boys, here we go. We're loaded up. You better win. You did say that. So I, I think this moment will be too too big for him, but just right for Matt Ryan. I love it. All right, week 17 at the Giants. We both have wins. And then week 18 hosting Houston. Um, I think we both have wins here. So one, two, three, four, five. I, I don't hate it. I got an 11 and six season for the Colts. Oh, I, I'm higher than it. <laughs> I think you are. One, 13 and two, four, maybe. Three. You got him at 14 and three. Drinking that Kool-Aid. Yeah, you are. I don't know where, I don't know what's, what's in it, but this money I got coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually, I'm okay with that though. I'm completely okay with that. This notion that I don't have, I don't, I'm not overhyping the Colts. I can't be disappointed. I can't be disappointed now. You know, 
So, uh, all right. Next up, we have the main event of the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans, two-time, two-time back-to-back AFC South champions. Um, yeah, they. I can't say enough how much I love what Mike Vrabel's done with the Tennessee Titans. Great squad, very, very well coached. Um, you know, and, and looking back at last year, like it was so, it's so easy for people to rip on the, uh, you know, the Titans for the way that their season ended, you know, getting nine sacks in a playoff game and still losing is it sucks. But that Tennessee Titans team in the regular season played with so much heart. It was, it was really cool to watch what that team could do, whether, you know, they, they traded for Julio Jones. He was injured most of the year. AJ Brown dealt with injuries. Derrick Henry was out for half of the year. Uh, but this team found a way to will itself to the number one seed, you know, in the playoffs. And again, I know they lost in the, in their first opportunity, they had a week off and this and that, but I thought it was really, really admirable. The, the, how their season ended up. We all thought as soon as Derek Henry was gone, that they were going to lose. And they, they think they came back the week after and they beat the, the Rams on prime time. We're like, Oh shit. The Titans are still here, so they handle themselves. They handle themselves well, and I got to commend them a lot on that. Mm-hmm. They're a, a, a mental tough team. Like everything about yeah. them, they're the reason that we think of Derrick Henry and his success and everything is. It's probably a lot to do with the attitude of the, the coaches and and the way they want to make their team run. Right. Not literally run the ball, but yeah, you know, I meant like. They they needed to go a, a certain way in the game script for them to be as good as they can be. Because when it is going well and they're staying ahead of the chains and the play action game's on point and the defense is playing strong, they're tough, man. Because it's a, it's a mental physical game. Then that it's they're gonna wear you down, and you got to be up to it. You got to be in, ready to play until the last play. A lot of times with them, because that's what they're looking to do. 60, 60 minutes. They're there to fight. Yeah. Every minute. No doubt. No doubt. They went, I think it was 13 and four. They finished last year. Yeah, um, did they, did they, they beat the a first lot seed? of te- They were the first seed. Yep. Yeah. And that was where people were ripping on them, but uh, they beat a lot of teams that they, they just on paper shouldn't have beaten. And that's why, that's why they went. Um, and they were really close to, to, you know, to, to winning that game out to beating the Bengals. It wasn't like it was a blowout or anything, but they played really tough. Tennessee's defense was phenomenal last year. And, and, and just, I mean, a lot of no-name guys, really. Uh, there were some, I mean, a lot of these guys, some of you didn't really hear a whole lot about, but they were still, you know, getting to the quarterback. They were still making big plays. Um, it was the, the defense was definitely the, the 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 bright and shining moment of of the Titans last year. Yeah. They, they um, and they do it with players that I don't think, like, you can pick one player out and go, he's the best at his position out in the league, or he's the best. Literally, no one, like, across the board. They're just all really solid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of reminiscent of that Philly team from 2017. Yeah, like, I like that's, that. that. That's, I mean, that, it, I think it's comparably. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry was, I mean, probably up until his injury, the best player at his position in the league. That's but fair. that's the exception. I mean, that's the exception, though. But everybody else, you know, like like Malcolm Butler, who's – he was not the same player he was and, and, and Super Bowl 49, the, the, the highlight of his life, 
not the same player. Tannehill is, you know, it has his ups and downs, mostly downs lately. Um, you know, and, and again, AJ Brown, who's not even on their team anymore, you know, after, you know, this season traded to Philadelphia, who we talked about last week. And, you know, it, it's AJ Brown was up there like sneakily really good, but that's gone. That's, that's all gone. So now they got Bobby Woods. They do. He is one of their key ads. I don't know how much he's going to offer. I think he's looked good. They said good. I, I think you and I are both Robert Woods fans. So oh, I hope everyone in the league is. Well, I think he only traded a six rounder for him too. They got him for a really good deal. And I was like, what the, f-? I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Indy. What are you doing to me? But, um, but yeah, so they got Robert Woods. They drafted Traylon Burks in place of, uh, Mr. AJ Brown. So, but Traylon Burks has not had a very good camp. Everything you hear about him, it's he's either had an asthma attack or he's out of shape, which is not a good sign. I don't want to judge the guy before you know we get to see him in action because we all made that mistake with Jamar Chase last year for the Bengals, but uh, not off to a great start. Right. It and the other thing I'm hearing, like don't the positive thing coming out is like. Man, this guy's mitts and making the one-handed catches. I'm like, yes, he he will do that. Yeah, will he do that while being open? That's <laughs> I don't know how often the man will be open, as in far as like uh, NFL terms of being open. You're gonna have to just prayer shots to him, throw it up there. I mean, but that's how AJ Brown made a lot of his living too. So, oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, the only uh, they also lost Roger Saffold. He's a Buffalo Bill. We've talked about him. Um, great move by the Bills to, to get him from there. Uh, pretty solid guard. Other than that, the tight, I mean, the Titans lost, they lost Malcolm Butler. He's back with the Patriots, but I, again, I don't think that's a really significant loss. Big name, bigger name, but not a, uh, not a significant loss. And they, but they added Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper was cut from the Browns this past off season and the Titans, uh, sign him to do something. Yeah, the Browns had to cut him. If they didn't cut him, then how would they be able to afford to pay him joking what they just did? I know, I know. <laughs> Who would have thought that Hooper that Hooper would be the one getting cut, not yep. Joku? I know. Never would have thought I'm, million years. I'm, I'm actually with him though, with the way Hooper played. I was like, yeah, and Joku's playing better. I don't know if Hooper was targeted that much though. But that might be fair. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Hooper got a lot of looks. Mm-mm. He that was a really they just could not find a good way to use him. Yeah. And I was surprised because Stefanski was, you know, Vikings offensive coordinator and found ways to get Kyle Rudolph involved, but oh, for sure. Could not find a way to get Austin Hooper in there. So, but the Titans have them um, restoring. I know they, they had some tight end issues the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, they lost Johnny Smith and this is a good opportunity for Hooper to uh, just kind of get his name back out there. Just, just uh, find some relevancy and maybe do some good. So, yep. Um, I think that's all I want to say about the Titans. Do you have anything you want to add? Well, I like they took Roger McCrary, the cornerback out of Auburn. I was I was high on him, and I think he'll help out. He may actually play better than Malcolm Butler did there, like year one. We'll see. Heavy zone guys, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays. They use him, but they took Malik Willis. So they did yes. I, so Tannehill, yeah. So Tannehill's. While I think the the lead on his leash is quite long, uh, we'll see how quickly they attach the choke collar and start reeling that baby back. Because Malik Willis will show you things, and I'm talking about arm talent, 
that you you just won't see from Tannehill. Tannehill doesn't have a bad arm, but he just it's not it's it's never been elite. And now he's a little older. He's taking more shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the arm won't always be a strong point of his. So Malik will also be that that shiny new toy that they'll like see. They might do packages with him like the, the Niners did with Trey Lance. We'll see. I don't hate that idea. I really don't. It keeps defenses on their toes, you know, especially in his rookie year too. like Malik Willis is, um, you know, he's it. He's got college tape, but what can he bring to you in, in the NFL? What can he bring? So yeah. I, I do like the idea of them kind of mixing it up a little bit with him. So we shall see. We shall see. All right. Let's go through our final uh, AFC South schedule and uh, get ready to close up the AFC South preview and predictions week one. Uh, they are hosting the New York Giants season opener. We both have wins selected here. Week two at Buffalo. I believe we both, I'm pretty sure we both have losses. Monday Night Football um, in Buffalo should be a good one, but I just think the Bills are superior. You never know, though. You never know. But I, I, I'm pretty confident in a Bills win here. Mm-hmm. Week three, they're hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. They're going to do this to us until until we finally pick them. Each time the Raiders are brought up, I think they were going to pause for a second and go, hmm. I think I'm going to go a loss here. It's a loss and, and one that probably is a little shocking to the Titans fan base for a minute. You said a loss? Yeah, I think a Titans loss, and I think it's one of those losses that goes... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> slow start. Slow start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, week four at Tennessee, or excuse me, at Indianapolis. I have a loss here, and you have a win. Uh, week five at Washington, I have a loss. You have a win. So I'm at one and four to kick off the season, which is not good. Uh, by week, week six, week seven, hosting the Colts, I have a win. Ooh, the early bye week hurts that loss. I think so. I, also, yeah. I don't like the late one either. I, I don't like the late, the late one. No, the really late one definitely sucks too. But of the two, I'd rather have the late one. Like you could be having a bye week at week 14 and just be out of the playoffs. Like you have no choice. Like you're, it's a wrap for you. Like, isn't that crazy to think about some of these teams? Yeah. Um, week eight at Houston. Week eight at Houston. We have wins here for the Titans. Week nine at Kansas City. They've kind of had Casey's number the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Sort of. They play a brand of football that Kansas City doesn't exactly um, excel at. No. And that defense is good. They, li- they like getting the quarterback. And I don't think, I mean, not no quarterback likes getting roughed up, but I'm going to give, I think. I'm going to give Tennessee the win here. Give them a little clout. Loss. Loss. All right. Week 10 hosting Denver. I'm going to go a loss here. Win. Win. All right. Week 11, they traveled to Green Bay. I think the Titans beat them last year. Um. I think they did, or they came close. It was like late in the year. No, I think they did. I think they did. Um, and I think 
Green Bay might be down a little bit too. It's hard because I really don't know what Tennessee's secondary is going to look like. Yeah. I'll go loss. I'll go loss here for Tennessee. I will go win. All right, week 12, hosting Cincinnati. I'm going to give them a upset win. I will give them a upset fan loss. <laughs> um, let's see. Week 13 at Philadelphia. I have a win. You have a loss. Week 14 hosting Jacksonville. Just double check what we had there. I'm pretty sure we have a win. Uh, no, we have losses. Week 14. Yeah, we have losses for uh, Tennessee here. Week 15 at the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. I'll give him a W. Wow. I thought after you waiting that long you were going to go the other way. Like I was like his guts telling him but your gut must have been telling you to go with the Titans, but your your head was trying to tell you, yeah, but the Chargers are supposed to be better. That's where it was. I mean, I don't yeah. want to just be like, oh, Colts are going to win the division easily. Titans aren't going to make it interesting. Because again, I think they're, I think they might be a little bit better than people want to give them credit for, including myself. So yeah, for for me, they're already out of the division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I. Uh, I think it's a loss. I don't, I don't think they're as good as the Chargers. Week 16, hosting Houston. Wins for the Titans. Across the board. Week 17, hosting Dallas. Losses across the board. Week 18, at Jacksonville. I believe we both... We both... Oh, you have a sweep. Mm-hmm. And I have a W. So, all right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I get them at nine and eight, which I think is is fair. That's a nice, that's a decent floor. You have at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, and ten. So a steep little fall uh, for the Titans, going from the number one seed to completely out of the playoffs. I picked them to go seven and ten. You did. I'm mean. <laughs> it's like it's personal or something but um it's not like i've stated that they're my least favorite team in the entire nfl or anything <laughs> yeah i want to give more credit i don't want to see a fall from grace i think the titans colts rivalry is good and i'd love to see the colts chase the titans the whole way yeah for the afc south there's a lot of there's a lot of 50 50 games in that schedule oh no doubt about it we literally have no idea that's the fun about and the fun and mystery about all this but uh that is it for our afc south episode i think we both have the colts winning the division i have uh we we both have the titans in second place um oh god jacksonville in third and houston in fourth place i think that's the way the uh the division shakes out at least from what we predicted so far but uh, that is it next week. NFC South, Tampa, Carolina, 
Atlanta and New Orleans. So another division that's going to be, um, we'll see. I, d- I don't know. Maybe just as uh, crazy and chaotic as the AFC South, but um, probably, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the AFC South on steroids. Basically, basically. But that is it. Brian, my man, thank you as always for being a part and uh, it's a ton of fun. And But that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot.